I'm Simone Seoul, and I'm the Korean mom you never knew you needed. I believe that we are all weird and glorious in our own ways, and I help people let their own glorious inner weirdo out. Turns out they're a genius. Let's get this going. Hey, everybody. I am just going to fire off nine pieces of rapid fire advice and If not all of these, then at least a few of these are going to hit you right where it, well, not hurts, but right where it rings. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So let's go. Okay. So number one, I have said this before, but it's like people don't listen. (laughs) This is the number one content hack that I use for myself. And it is the number one thing that gets me results. And yet I think people keep forgetting about it. So I'm going to remind you one more time. My number one go-to question slash prompt for inspiring, incredible content from me is this one simple question. What would I say if I just got more honest with people? That question just pulls me out of all of this like performing and posturing and trying to come up with shit and then just sinks me into a kind of humane real relationship with people. And the kind of things I write from that place of asking myself, What if I just got honest with people? What would I say if I trusted them enough for me to be a little more honest? That question is everything. And it draws out the best inside me and it's going to draw out the best in you. There's a huge energetic difference between, let's say, emails that feel like they've been written by a marketing department versus emails that are written by a human being who actually has a relationship with you. Everyone would rather read the latter And that's the one magic question slash prompt that's going to pull out of you the kind of content that feels like it's been written by a human being that gives a shit about you. What if I just got more honest? I know the question can be a little bit confronting and that's where the magic is. Huh, what if I did get more honest? You'd have to take more risks to search inside of yourself. You'd have to take more risks, emotional risk, to say something that is truly authentic to you. And that's where all of the magic is. Try it every single time you're stumped. What would I say if I were just being a little bit more honest with people? If I were just leaning into that little edge of honesty just a bit more, you'd be amazed what comes out of you. Second piece of advice, a sales page can just be a sentence and a button. This advice has saved so many people's sanity (laughs) in the course of me giving this advice to people over the years, countless clients. Did you know that you don't have to labor over this giant complicated sales page? It can just be, hey, this is the thing you can buy. It costs this much. Here's a button. It can be a sentence and a button. And I believe in having a nicely written, thoughtful sales page when I have the time and the energy for it. Other times, please remember that the sales page in and of itself is such a tiny, tiny part of what gets someone to buy. It's everything that leads up to it and all the relationship building, all the value you provide. It can be the place where people just decide, hey, this is where I'm going to pay. Don't forget, (laughs) the sales page can just be a sentence and a button. It can be as simple as that. Here's what it is. Here's where you buy. Number three. Having a separate personal social media account versus a professional social media account does not make sense for 97% of people who have asked me, 
whether they should have both or just one. Listen, it makes sense in a very small minority of cases where there is a really good reason why those two things should be separated. And for literally 97% of early stage businesses, it doesn't make sense. Most of your clients will come from your existing network, your existing orbit of people that you know from various life things. Most people's first clients are people who are directly from their existing world, existing friend group, or whatever social net that you're plugged into, or people who are one or two degrees removed from that. Like your friend recommends you to somebody else, or your friend shares something that you wrote, and then somebody else looks at it. So it doesn't make sense from a business point of view to have two different things when all of the money that you're going to make in the near future is in your personal networks, people who are already friends with you, people who are already following you and everything else. Like, oh, what will they think? That's all the mind drama you have to work out. Most people just have one. Number four, don't try to replicate the business structure of Unilever or Monsanto or PepsiCo or Target if you are trying to become a successful mom and pop shop. You don't need to set up an extensive product suite or automated funnels or multiple marketing channels. In fact, let's say you're a mom and pop restaurant and you're trying to build an extensive menu and multiple marketing channels. That is a a nonsensical business move. If you're a small mom and pop restaurant that's trying to get a client, a loyal clientele going, that's going to flop. Don't try to be PepsiCo when you're a small local business, so to speak. Do one thing or do a couple of things well and build relationships with people in your neighborhood so so that they want to stop by your restaurant. That's how all small businesses start. And there's a lot of pressure in the world for you to act like you're a giant, big multinational company and market that way when you just need people in your neighborhood to drop by to get that one thing or two things that you're going to be famous for that you do really well. And when I say local, I don't mean literally local. Nowadays on the internet, your quote unquote localness is, you know, the small group of people who become loyal to you in the beginning. It always starts with a small group of people, regardless of where they're located in the world. Be a proud mom and pop shop. And I don't literally mean mom and pop, right? Like just what one person (laughs) operation You do not need to be structured like a giant multinational company. Advice number five, just because something is smart to do doesn't mean it's smart for you to do at this point in time. Yeah, it's a good idea for many businesses to run ads. Ads make sense. Find people who you might not normally find through your existing social network who might be interested in what you do, target ads to them. Yeah, makes sense. But doesn't make sense for your business at this point in time. The answer is actually no for a lot of people. Yeah, it could be a good idea to go all in on one thing and focus relentlessly on that so that you can be efficient in where you're putting your energy. That's a good idea. But is it a good idea for you and in this moment? Maybe not. Always ask yourself whenever you hear advice, including all the advice I'm giving here, most advice is a good idea for someone at some point in time. But is it for you now. Advice number six, are you a multi-talented, multi-passionate creator? Well, 
I am too. So if you are, forget about your ideal customer avatar. That concept, that construct of ideal customer avatar cannot apply to you if you're a multi-passionate person because it's impossible to categorize the exact single type of person that might be into everything that you're doing. You know, right now you might see me doing one thing, but I used to be a tarot reader. I used to be an artist. I used to be a writer. I am still a writer. I'm interested in hypnosis, you know, spirituality, coaching, marketing. Who is the exact single type of person that is going to be into all of this? It's not one type of person. Could be anyone. So here's the magic question. What if it was less about who exactly it's for and more about Who is attracted to and inspired by the exact way you think and create? Uh Uh-huh. Because there isn't going to be a type of person who is attracted to the way you see things, the way you create, the way you are moved by your own creativity to, you know, make stuff and share with the world. That is a very specific vibe. And there's going to be a group of people out there from different surprising walks of life who are going to find that incredible. It's exactly what they were looking for. A lot of my own favorite, you know, people to buy from, my own mentors operate the same way. If you were to describe what they do, it's like, well, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They're multifaceted. They're impossible to put in a box, but if they make art, I'm going to buy their art. If they offer mentorship, I'm going to buy their mentorship. If they have a dance party, I'm going to go to their dance party. Why? (laughs) It's because I learn from the way they think and create. So if you want to attract people who are attracted to the way that you think and create, guess what you have to do? You have to show people how you think and create. Always be in the process of showing your work and being unapologetically, loudly, taking up space in the world with your unique perspective. It's that perspective that's going to draw in the right people who are going to be impossible to put in a box. Seventh piece of advice. There's a lot of talk about value. Widen out what you think, quote unquote, value means. A lot of people torture themselves thinking, oh, I have to create value. Value is what makes people want to buy. Value is what allows me to take up space in someone's inbox. It has to be valuable. Well, what the fuck is value? Guess what? Entertainment is valuable. I am embarrassed to admit this, but I spend ungodly amounts of time like reading celebrity gossip on the internet. That's valuable to me (laughs) in a way, right? It fills a need that I have. (laughs) Entertainment is valuable. Connection is valuable. Just knowing that someone is connected to me, that's valuable. Hope is valuable. Relief is valuable. Humor is valuable. Slowness is valuable in a society that says, go, 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 faster, faster. Your individuality is valuable in a world that says you got to conform to the specific way of being in order to be okay. Agenda-free, no-strings-attached presence is maybe the most valuable thing of all in a world where you show up and everybody wants something from you. So when you think about value this way, it becomes a lot easier to show up with value, doesn't it? Knowing that there's so many ways you can be useful to somebody. There's so many ways you can add something good to someone's life. Eighth piece of advice. Stop calling your following small. I swear to God. Hey, you got 30 people following you? 
Try getting 30 people in your living room and tell me that's a small group. Whatever you cherish grows. Cherish the people you already have. Most small businesses are maintained by a way smaller number of clients than you think, and most small businesses only need a small audience to be more than profitable. Stop calling your following small. Ninth and final piece of advice today, you can do whatever you want. Feel free to experiment. Run that campaign. Cancel that campaign. Change your offer. Dare to stand out. Dare to not stand out. <laughs> Make a bad reel. Have a thing that has 10 typos in it. Do something and be willing to let it flop. Who cares? That's my mindset about most things in online business. That's why people call me courageous. I'm not courageous. I have the same fear as everybody else. I just know that everything that I do is just an experiment. It's not a fucking nuclear non-proliferation treaty. It's not a hostage negotiation situation. The stakes are just not that high. It's just pixels on the internet. It's just sound waves on the internet where there is, I don't even know what kind of quantity there is on the internet. Nobody has any kind of attention span to keep up with it anyway. Your worst quote-unquote failures, no one will even remember. Some of the biggest news of this year, 2023, was how Taylor Swift, like single-handedly changed the economy with her tour, Eras tour, I think. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Like, I'm not not a fan, but it's not, I don't like keep up with her. Like, I think she's fine, whatever. But like, her tour apparently generated like billions of dollars and it like changed local economies. That's how big Taylor Swift was. And that's how successful she's been. She's like the most successful artist in the world, probably like financially speaking, one of them anyway. Does anyone remember that she was actually completely canceled a few years back and basically went into hiding? She was like super traumatized apparently. And like she, yeah, she was completely canceled just, just a few years ago. And now she's having like the biggest year of that anyone can ever have. So there's nothing you can't come back from. There's no mistake, no failure so big that People aren't just going to all forget and move on in a really short amount of time. There's nothing you can't come back from. Try something. Feel free to break things. And the worst thing that can happen from anything you do in business is that it doesn't work the way you think. You learn something from it and you get smarter and stronger for next time. May you conduct so many interesting experiments. Okay, that's my rapid fire, nine pieces of advice. I hope that some of them, at least, were exactly what you needed to hear. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, if you're looking for a one-stop shop where you can find the best of my teaching, all organized into a beautiful and actionable sequence, guess what? I got you. I took the best of my podcast episodes and created a whole damn workbook around them. It's called the Simone Starter Pack, and it's the ultimate marketing cheat sheet. I got countless emails from folks who downloaded it saying, this free resource is worth more than all these courses I paid thousands of dollars for. So what are you waiting for? Go grab the Simone Starter Pack. The link is in the show notes. I can't wait to see what amazing results you'll get from it.